Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. What is in here? Oh my god. A bunch of uh, hey! a bunch of uh, the new merch. Yo, Gerald inspired Gerald yep. co- colors. This is the the Gerald club that I have with Barney Cools. What? Sick. I am wearing this. Wait, big fan of Barney Cools. Oh, I they're wear- awesome. Oh, great Incredible. stuff. Yeah. Same. They've been they've been the best partners to work with on on that whole thing. Like they really just understand. Look at by the, the quality. The quality is amazing. You, you can't beat it. And you can't. I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple shirts and a couple hoodies from them. Dude, yeah, it it's really so it, comfortable. It is branded Gerald. Yeah, it's the Gerald. It's Gerald. This is the how, Gerald line. Hello, beautiful human. We are here with Dylan Francis. Yeah. Wait. By the way, yeah, we haven't. I haven't seen you in so long. It's, by the way, I sold. Uh, I posted this uh, in in April, but um, I had sold a TV show for an animation TV show for Gerald. So, so is this yeah. like in celebration of him? Or? Well, I've been doing it before, and uh, and then it just kind of it all came together. We went in for this pitch, and we sold it to Twentieth Century Fox, and we've been Holy we've been working on it. We got the animator going right now, and yeah. So uh, it takes a long. I just time can't believe long. a pinata changed your life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> make you feel you're obviously on this music quest for many many moons and then all of a sudden this pinata it's cooking it's 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 really mind-blowing that the just thinking back to like the day of inception of like it being in this weird crevice in my um in my uh my house has this like really bizarre place that shouldn't fit anything it has like an (laughs) ethernet cable but it's not like you'd put a desk in front of it because there's not enough space there's two doors there um, so this pinata, I'd gotten it from this meeting and I put it in there and I remember just opening Snapchat and yelling at it saying like, aren't you happy, Gerald? And then from that day, the videos and I, it, yeah, it just everything's like, it spiraled. Different. Yeah. Everything's been different. <laughs> I love you, Gerald. I mean, like really what, what does it feel like to have something that is literally paper and cardboard almost be worth more than you? It's very weird. It's very weird that just like what happens as well, where people start to, to think they know Gerald more than me because they <laughs> they like him more than me. So then, like, things that I'll do with him, they'll be like, Gerald wouldn't do that. And I'm like, I f***ing created him, okay? So don't you tell me. Maybe you're right, though. It's humbling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it, yeah, it's very weird. Like, people bring, you know, Gerald totems to shows and all that, and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome that it's, like, it took its own, like, it, it went past the music. I mean, on another level. I yeah. mean, an animated show coming, and this, look at this shirt, dude. Nice hat. Thanks. <laughs> nice hat. Yeah, I got a Gerald hat on. Hell yeah. Like, look at the quality of this shirt. Look at this. You see this? Oh, look at that. It's pretty good. Look, like, <laughs> do you have multiple Fresh. Geralds now, or is it still the same Gerald? I mean, it's, you know, do we want to talk about that? No. <laughs> no. We're, 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 so, pretend I didn't ask. We, no, no, we're actually, it's, it's actually funny. I'm interested because yeah. you you realize something you realize you have something with this Gerald. It's a fluke of a pinata. <laughs> you weren't planning on it coming into your life. Do no. you do you track down who makes the Gerald and um, just buy everyone they have? There's a bunch on Amazon that we've we've bought a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I have bought so many of them, but the, this is the this is a funny story of how the the like the random videos of Gerald happened. So originally. The original Gerald is way bigger than the one that I have now. Got it. So the original one I had thrown out at Hard Summer one year to make a video of me being sad about him not being there. And then I wanted him to come back as like an angel, a unicorn <laughs> pinata. 
but then that unicorn pinata harasses me and then somehow he's he actually was walking back and like then he has a beard that was the idea that i had at the time when i threw the jailed in there a story that needed to be told yes exactly (laughs) so then when i find out that the only size gerald that they have is the smaller one in my mind i'm like continuity we have to have continuity (laughs) kids will notice that this is a smaller gerald so then i was like okay well now so that it's a smaller one i have to wait okay so you know what the unicorn idea wasn't there the unicorn idea happened because of the smaller one. I think I was actually going to have like the Forrest Gump style one just show up. So what happened is I bought that Gerald because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make him harass me every night. And then I'm going to put the smaller version of that Gerald in the unicorn one and peel it open as if <laughs> he was stuck inside of it. Like cocooning, yeah, I guess. This it. is the very weird uh, mind that I have. Yeah. I don't know if any of that made sense. I, I see it. You got I, it? I okay, understand cool. it. But yeah, that's what, and then that was... But that also was that story only happened because I was like, I need to make the continuity. I need to make sure people still believe that this is that the main real Gerald, which then goes to the other thing of then that spiked a whole thing in my head. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it made me think about like people who have dog Instagrams like sadly what happens when the dog dies, you know, gets to old age. It doesn't die. OK, okay. It gets to old age. <laughs> Just and unlikable. It, and it fall it falls asleep one time and it doesn't wake up. OK. <laughs> I can actually answer that question. You can? Yeah, because, you know, the. have you ever heard of the dog? You're very into internet culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you very. heard of Swaggy P? He's, I think it's the dog with the glasses. Well, the pink ha- uh, pink, pink ears. The Wait, no, no. Pink ears? Husky with pink ears. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I have seen that one. They have another one ready to go. They've mm-hmm. been, like, grooming it, no pun intended, intended in the back. I've heard that as well. And when he leaves, that's crazy. It will just go on forever. It's going to be like when your fish died when you were younger, and your parents and, just and they the replace fish. it yeah. with the same fish. Yeah, man. Don't worry, guys. Nothing happened. The Instagram community <laughs> cannot handle a dog death. No, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. I was thinking about that. It would, it would be. It would be sad. It'll shake the platform. Yeah. <laughs> but then a- that's that is kind of sad that the dog never gets to have like its big Instagram famous funeral. You're, you're right. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's no, like, whole What happened service. if someone just recreated me and then I never had the satisfaction? Like, if it's just, like, a robot going on, I never got the satisfaction of seeing my friends come and mourn me. <laughs> because everybody I know that knows that's up, live. but, like, you know, I mean, I, rec- I went to one of my best friend's funeral recently. It was very sad, of course. Yeah. We were all crying, but I thought it was so beautiful watching everyone around. Like, it was such a, yeah. it's a, such a horrible moment, mm-hmm. but it's so beautiful for the person because every single person's there crying for them. And the pain is not with them anymore. It's with you. And it's, I don't know, it's just like... By the way, death is always hardest on the living. Mm-hmm. But it does give you the opportunity to really see the impact that a, that a single person had exactly. in people's lives. The, 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 the temple was like packed out. It was like, it was because I've wow. been friends with her for, since I was, when I was born. So it was just incredible because we kind of lost path when we got to the age of 16. We reconvened back when I was like 20 something, but... It was it was amazing to see that many people that I didn't even know that she impacted. So it's, special. it's yeah, it's super special. Do you have a lot of friends like that that are from your past, or did you really like as everything started taking off? Did you kind of go your separate ways? I I, t- I went my separate way. I because I, I what I did when I started making music is like I kind of shut every not in a mean way, but like I just I was at home. People would ask me to come and hang out and be like, hey, I'm I'm trying to start a career yeah, you're focused <laughs> i never said that but i was like hey i'm just i'm working on music i don't have time right now and i was super focused so i i did lose it like it's a very lonely thing to do because you have to be very selfish and you have to be very 
you got to be putting in those hours. Until you get to the point where a Gerald and exactly. your life. Then you can get a Gerald <laughs> and a music career. And, a, well, the, you know, the music career first but that the, parlayed into Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. This, it, just, like, saying that, like, all of this whole sector of this conversation is around a freaking pinata. Well, I mean, the, think about this, too. I, I have another character that I made, DJ Hansel, that... That was another one too, where people would get mad at me about certain things that I would say about that character because they would think that they would. It's this deep house character that I have, <laughs> and he's still around somewhere. And his whole his whole thing was like always taking it one deeper, and uh, <laughs> and um, it's just it, like that. I even booked shows as that character, you know, as not myself playing not my music either, but DJ Hansel's DJ Hansel's one like just playing deep house music, how and you, I played shows and they were all like sold out as that character. But, but how do you go deeper once you've already hit the bottom? That, I mean, that's you know, um, I don't have my glasses here, so I have to cover my eyes. But I can do his voice. But it's like you know, if you ever want to release some music that you you want people to hear, you just drop it in the ocean. Wait for one person to find it, and then you know the monopoly effect will happen. <laughs> Dominoes going, and there you go. Yeah, that's, that's how you go deeper. That's deep. Yeah, maybe launch it into space. <laughs> Once it's up there, you that know, record. You got yeah, you, you someone's got to go find it and bring it back down. <laughs> Surprise piece. That's like real performance art. Yeah. <laughs> what would you consider these characters, and is it a? Do you utilize these characters as like a new extension for music? Do you utilize it as like do you use them for yourself to keep fresh? I think it's just yeah, it's to keep keep fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <As you laughs> like, like hey, he's like I like that. <laughs> but just wondering like No, now- it's it's exactly that. It's it's social commentary. Um it would definitely creating the DJ Hansel character was um was social commentary on like house music stuff. I've even done that with one of my songs like um, I have a new mixtape that's that's out, and one of the songs on it, still not butter, is, is <laughs> it's fan. a continue. Thank you. It's a continuation of the song called Not Butter, and that song originally was made to just make fun of songs where it's like, I got pants on now, I got pa-. like there's songs in house music, but that take themselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I made that song. <laughs> took me seven days to come up with the lyric. I took my pants off now, and so. I wanted to make a song that's equally as like what so that's when I was like I can't believe it's not butter that's the stupidest thing to say before a drop and then that's why I made the the next version of that <laughs> but you, it, you know would you consider the people who release records that are, the lyric is you know I just took my pants off right now is that music is that art to you well I mean I, I look I'm gonna go back to like one of my favorite songs on the internet ever that was like the beginning of the internet was the she is I was just gonna. <laughs> Yes. Thank you for saying You're that. welcome. One of my favorite, and that's like a weird techno record too. It's a yeah. joke, but it's so, it's it, it, it gets stuck in your head. Yes. But, Shows. But, it's the way oh. that he says it. He's dressed up as, like if anyone hasn't seen this video, it's him dressed up as a as a girl. She has glasses on, and it's the parents talking to to her. I, I think it's a, Yeah, right? And, 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 uh. It's a and they're like, you got to do something with your life. And she's like, I only want shiz. And then the beat starts. And it's them. Oh, my God. It's so good. And then it's like, these ones suck. These ones are cool. <laughs> these ones suck. These ones are cool. Yeah. Shiz. <laughs> By the way, that deserves to come back. I want that song to come back. Well, first, whoever created it, I wonder if they 
truly know but, that they ushered in a whole Tiga Tiga was definitely like one of those guys that made like really good techno records that had those jokey lyrics in it. Like I think he I think he did he make a song called Shoes before as well? Yeah. I think so. He did he made a song about shoes and and a bunch of other songs, but like all of his stuff is kind of that too and he does performance art as well. Like he's done He's done a video online where where um, he goes in and talks about how he doesn't even um, like make the music anymore or something like that in studios. It's really he's he's really funny. He's I, definitely like a performance art musician. And he shoes. Yeah, and he does. I think he has a record called Shoes. I'm positive. <laughs> so he may have he may have heard that song and was like, "This deserves to be a record." I mean, like. It is wild to think that that one internet moment, because I remember reading in seventh grade and everybody passing that around and playing in the hallways. Yeah. I mean, it was probably one of the first viral yeah. moments. It's pretty crazy to think about. We've come a long way. Yeah. It, I remember the downloading on Kazaa and all that stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Dude. All the all the funny videos on there and the music and then the, even when you downloaded something that was wrong and we Bill Clinton being like, I did not, <laughs> but you can download this MP3. And you're like, what is this ad? <laughs> that was really some of the beginning stages for the content that you create today still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As like, do you consider all under Dylan Francis? Because the comedy and the music, they play into each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I feel like it's all kind of one umbrella um of of me <laughs> all different sectors of your all brain di- all different sectors of like what i'm i've always been interested in like when i was in uh high school i had this class called new genres and um it it, it was so much fun because it so you know actually i have a bone to pick with this school that i went to um <laughs> loxa they actually invited me back recently uh for an anniversary and they were like hey like we want to invite you back and you should play because like you're one of the alumni that's gone really well well the thing is i didn't go to a music program Uh, (laughs) there okay so that's first one so no i'm not going to play music when i was at the visual arts program two i tried to transfer out of the visual arts program because i hated it so much and they didn't let me transfer out because i had d's in my my visual arts class they had separated ge and visual arts so you would go until like 12 and then during the rest of the day you would take your visual arts uh, elective and that was every single day you'd have a different elective class so I tried to transfer to theater. I got in everything. They were stoked to have me. And my stupid ass visual arts teacher didn't let me go. Cool. She was like, you have to raise your grades if you want to get in there. And then at that point, I was like, well, I'm fucked because I hate painting class. Yeah. I don't know why I took fashion design. I was making dresses. <laughs> but I wasn't because I had a D in yeah. the class. <laughs> what were you making? Why did I Nothing. take that class? I don't know. So, By the way, isn't that really ironic how it always works out? Yeah, it's very weird. But but to to basically, you know, talk about the question that you had was I always wanted to be an actor. Like I really did. And I wish I I mean, I guess it's better that I didn't. I don't know. I'll never know. But you kind of do it now. And that's the 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 beauty of like where I am so thankful for where I am in my career cuz now I have that ability to to make music and then I get to like make my own YouTube videos or somehow get to star in like what would Diplo do or you know, get to make an animation show. So, I mean, it's it's incredible the what, you know, hating that school can do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you always want to be an actor even while you were, like, creating your first records? I mean, you helped revive a, a freaking genre, dude. Rubber yeah. tone, bro. I know. 
I mean, well, I never thought, like, no, no. So I was never like, I'm going to be an actor. Like, did you see music as a way to get to acting? No. No, no. So what happened was, so I think with YouTube, I never really understood YouTube as, as what it was to, like, I always was like, all right, we can just put music there. That's the place to put music, and then we have SoundCloud, and that was it. And it was it was never like, I'm going to go out and do acting later on or anything like that. I never had thought about it. It was until, I believe, Vine came around, and Vine comedy started happening, and that was where I was able to use that other part of my brain that I had just hadn't really been using. I mean, I guess I'd been using it for music since it's the creative side. I don't know. But it was that was what opened up and was like, oh, my God. This remind and back to that new genres class. We could do anything we wanted in new genres, so that was the class that I did acting in. <laughs> so with my friend Will, we would make joke videos. Like we would, we would make this joke video. We made this, we made a um, a Laguna Beach parody. So like we played every single character and we recreated like the intros of like Jessica Schmanderson. Like we made up all the stupid names and like the 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 trope of the girls were that they were always eating hot pockets full and throwing up in the club and it would be the full hot pocket and then the guys would always be too drunk to do anything with their girlfriends and everyone would get mad but then they'd kiss at the end so Probably. during that time we were like, it was, i know sorry it's really stupid but at, during that time we just kept making co- like those videos would have actually gone onto youtube yeah. if youtube exi- existed when i was going to new genres in at loxa i think you should find the videos and you should i know I tr- no i tried i can't find them loxa doesn't have it no i don't think so they want you back there well th- during this time we didn't have like i feel like yeah. computers weren't really utilized yet no i, I totally was that? that that man it was uh 20 20 2008 no it had to be, yeah, yeah something like that, 2007. Like, we still had the IMAX, I think. Like, the, the colored IMAX, like, like the, the orange, like, blue. Yeah. yeah, the ones that were just that. Mm-hmm. And I think that we had the bigger, like, G5s that were the really sh- plastic uh, that, yeah. that were gray. I used to use this in video class. Yeah. Well, so I used, and I used to take, yeah, visual arts, man. I used to take, like, 3D design, com- uh, so many other classes, like, Photoshop classes. But can you look back now and be happy? I mean, yeah, I don't want to. T- I don't want to talk that much to the school because it definitely like helped with a lot of artistic stuff yeah. that I do. Like, I'm able to use Photoshop to my ability that that I gained in that class, and and I'm able to you know um, understand how things should be designed. I think, and, uh, and I and I gained that from visual arts. I wouldn't have gained that if I went to the you know theater program. I would probably have been you know. So are you telling me you wouldn't have been able to create this unicorn? Out a rainbow you're prob- yeah, you're right. <laughs> without that class, that I mean that that drawing is from a guy named Ian Stevenson. But I think that I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to tell him, hey, can you make the the <laughs> rainbow shooting out of his ass and put Gerald's eye in the middle, <laughs> um, and write start. magic is real. Yes, okay. So I shouldn't. The, school is great. <laughs> Sorry, Loxa. I just school. I had a like when they asked me that, I got I got really angry because I, I was like it. I was like, yeah, come on, faculty. You remember when I tried to take theater? And the question is probably no because all the teachers are <laughs> yeah, gone. They, yeah. For, yeah, true. They are. They, I really, <laughs> dude. I get flashbacks to my high school just having this conversation. And so many times I got called down to the principal's office for getting in trouble for talking about my teachers on the radio. Oh, or, I got some other good. You want some good goss from my school? I used to Ferris Bueller my uh, attendance. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? I would go into my, so Dr. Scott, uh, rest in peace. I think he died from cancer. Um but when when I was at school, he uh, I would go into his his room and be like, Doctor Scott, my computer 
I ran out of battery last night. I need to write an essay. Is it cool if I use your computer for a bit and just print it out? Or I forgot what I was saying. And he was like, sure, Dylan, anything for you. He'd leave to go do something. And I'd, I just knew how to sign in and I would find my attendance and I would, cl- I would clear the A's. But I wouldn't, cl- I actually was still on attendance probation just because I didn't want to make it seem like I was just clean. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you, um, you, you didn't want to like make it too obvious, which was still bad. Um, but yeah, I would go in. Out. Dude, there were so many. I, I don't understand why he didn't. Was like, what is happening with your computer, man? Why does it keep dying? Every it's two weeks. On mine. But shout out to him. He was the he he. Every single time I went in, he was like, he didn't even care. He was like, yeah, go for it. I'll go get some water. I'll give you your space. And he'd close his door. Maybe he knew. You could, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just really liked me and he was like, you know what? This kid deserves this. <laughs> I feel for him. I feel for him, man. I'm going to give him this. <laughs> Thank him. Yeah. There was, uh, there was some other bad things that we did, but anyways, enough about that school. <laughs> is magic real? It is. How so? It's so real because we're living in a simulation. <laughs> and it's weird, man. Is there, it a simulation? Do you I, believe that? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Do you believe that there's like a giant somebody like above us all with the globe? No, and their yes, hands? it's more. It's like I'm half joking. Yeah, but- I don't know what I believe in anymore. <laughs> Gerald, coincidence the power is of crazy. Gerald. Coincidence or just the the way that the that life's supposed to lead you yeah. on certain things. It, it is pretty nuts that the the way that coincidence happens. What? How does magic play into this new body work? Because this is going to be a part one of two parts, right? Well, yeah, this, this is the final part. So we put out part one. This is the final, like, full on. Got it. The last two songs come out um, November 15th. And uh, um, the, the last two songs are this song, Salsa Baton. It's like a classic Mumbatone song. And then this other one called Barely Breathing with Vera Hot Sauce, this Swedish songwriter. She's incredible. Also, her name. It's Great. just amazing. Hot, mm-hmm. Vera Hot Sauce. Amazing. <laughs> I want to put it on um, something. And just Swedish vocals to me are like so intoxicating. Anytime you hear any Swedish vocals. What like, is it? It's just uh, recently someone said that it's like they're delicious to, to listen to. And they really are. Like, you know, um, I don't know. There's like Mo. She reminds me yeah. of Mo where her voice is just like it's this really nice indie pop voice. And it's very easily digested. So I guess that's why the delicious part. I get that. Comes with that. It's like, I don't know. And it's like, it's something you could play to your grandma and she won't be offended. That's why I always think of like <laughs> indie pop is that, vocals. Is, but is that your goal with what you're making? No. I mean, I mean, with that song, yeah, it was like, it was something that, that really everyone could listen to that like isn't too pop and it isn't too indie. It's kind of like right in the middle. Like, I feel like Lean On was that type of record. Totally. Oh, yeah. Lean it's, On, Cold You know Water those certain too? records yeah. where it's like. It's not full on pop. It, I don't know. It, it, I get it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, I, I even the last like um, I think Cold Water with Mo like that was yeah. another record that like really Love right in the middle. Record. But that's where I like I feel like Swedish people's yeah. voices have that ability to, to do low? that. I never yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah, it's it's very it's, it's yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah, because like think of like all of Tove's songs. Yeah, they're all those are that. songs that could be alternative and they could be pop. Exactly. It's and it's it's mostly and then even think about like and Swedish people are all like I feel like the best songwriters. Oh, totally. I mean, dude, Max Martin. He is a national Swedish still treasure. going. Ilya, all of them are. F- yeah, it's. I feel like it's, it's the wild. way that they interpret English. They they interpret it in a weird, sexy way because they don't. They they're like they're taught it, but they speak it their own. Like I don't know. 
the way that they take out certain words, but it still makes sense. Do you <laughs> do you believe that like somebody like Max Martin or Ilya Savin or any of those Swedish people, right? Anybody a part of that, like they have like their names like Wolf something. Wolf, <laughs> like they're, they're like a pack. I don't know. I, Anyone named Wolf is always is always a genius. Come on, <laughs> don't bite me. Um, there ha- no, I actually agree with that though. Do, does it- <laughs> 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 right. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart? Come on, <laughs> Wolfgang Puck, Wolfgang Puck, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf- well, that's not his real name. Um, well, hmm. I mean. No. <laughs> he doesn't get the credit. His name wasn't Wolf, so never mind. <laughs> so do you believe that their talent and ability is in the songwriting? Is it in the production? Like, I I think it's in the songwriting for sure. Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot of incredible Swedish music producers. Yeah. Like Alesso's Swedish, and I think his music's great. He's so, dope. Um, but I do think that songwriting abilities through my musical career – I think it's been around 75 to, you know, maybe higher that it's a Swedish person somehow involved in the song. And that's how it's like amazing. Is there a session throughout your entire life that really stands out to you as like one that you learned a ton from? Um, that was like really impactful. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was one with, uh, I think she changed her name. It was Liz. It's Liz Y2K, right? Yeah, Liz Y2K. I remember telling, like, we were in the studio. This is a long time ago. This is like 2013 or something like that. I remember telling her certain things to sing. And when I got back home, I listened to the thir- certain things that I told her to sing. And that was the day I realized I should never tell anyone what to sing <laughs> because my songwriting ability <laughs> is not up to par yet. No, no, no. Where are we at? It's, it's been six years. I think we're like still, we're kind of like this. Like, sometimes I'll say some certain good things and sometimes it just i'm not hitting the right i'm not hitting the bullseye <laughs> but uh at least you know but yeah and then i'll t- i will legitimately say that in the studio when people are like hey do you do you like how this sound I'm like you just do your thing <laughs> afterwards i'll leave and that's when i'm actually like i'm good at being an a and r rather than being a person that's in the studio right there like i'm good with taking the song out and be like i don't like this i don't like this change this change this change this so it's like more producer since i am making the music and then executive producer of like i think we need to do this type of melody and i think it needs to i think you need to say a different line here i'm not going to tell them what to say just because i'll probably tell them the wrong thing to say (laughs) but just be different yeah exactly so how do you want to hear a song when you want to touch it like do you want it acoustic do you want there to be tempo to it yes i usually want it to be like the the vera hot sauce song originally that was a demo from my friend arye and it was acoustic guitar and it was her singing on it. And right when I heard it, I was like, I know exactly what I can do to this. Send me this record. We'll, we'll work on it together. Um, and so that is usually how it happens with a lot of my records. Like Still Not Butter, that one I made uh, as an intro for the tour that I had with Alice in Wonderland. Um, and then uh, DFR was different. But yeah, usually when it's like stuff with songwriters on it, um, I think it's better to, to, for me not to have touched the track yet. Because I'll overproduce it because I'm such I'm such like a dance producer. So I'll like add too many melodies over it and, and take up too much space where the vocals could be. Do you like working with vocals or would you rather put a song with limited vocals, mostly instrumental? I love working with vocals. My favorite thing still to this day is remixing because I like taking someone else's idea and then turning it into something totally different. Something totally different. Yeah. What is a sign of a good remix to you? Is it something that can can be 
uh, competitive with the original, keep original aspects of it mm-hmm. so that the original listeners are like they still have that uh that like oh I this is the the same they, song they but know. it has like. The different elements that are like, ooh, I like this because it's the dancier version. And if I hear this in a club, I'm going to really like it. That's 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 what I think is is like a good remix. Like I think one of the best remix still to date that I've done is the I Like It remix. Like I didn't, I still kept a lot of it there. I changed some of the drums and whatnot. But I think with like the drop, there's still like that vocal callback that helps yeah. you like it. And it's not too aggressive. So, would you listen to your remix over the original? Um, man, that's a good question. I I, w- I think I would listen to both. <laughs> <laughs> I can only answer. If I'm I want, so sorry. If I want to listen to one song, I must. I'd listen to them at the same time. It's lined up. <laughs> oh, it's good to know that you want to take seven minutes out of your day to listen to both records to feel complete and full. I would. I I like my version better, but that's only because I play it so often. So I sped it up. So now when I listen to the original version and it's slower, oh, it's boring. Yeah, it doesn't have as much energy in it for me to like bounce around to it. You need that the juice exactly. So back to magic. Yes. What are you thinking? Honestly, are you Bucket making hat? these songs for the radio? Are you making them for the live shows? Are you making them just for yourself? Th- this this one is definitely for live shows. Like I feel like a lot of music producers in dance music had completely gone away from making any stuff to play at music festivals and and which is fine but then you would have to wait for your song to get remixed so that you can play it at a music festival like for me coming over is still one of the worst songs i'll play at a music festival why because it's so slow it works on on listening but when you play it live it's like <laughs> and you're like, all right, and everyone there is kind of like they don't know what to do because I'm alone. Like I'm playing a festival set, and if I'm playing like 128 BPM records, and people are like, Woo! You cut yeah! that half, yeah, and then you do that, and they're like, all right, I like this song, but I don't know what to do. So, um, but then don't you remix your own song then? Yeah, I've done that before. Um, but this one was more just like I, I, I feel like a lot of music producers were just they had completely gotten away from making like fun music to play at festivals that's just there already done. Let's play it on music festival. Let's not wait for any remixes. And um, that's just really what I wanted to do. And uh, it, it also was um, originally like I was going to name it. This mixtape is fire, too, which is like my old mixtape but i didn't want to keep remaking like i feel like i I don't want to be like uh you know the movie industry that's like guys reboot here we go reboot so i wanted to structure the project as a brand new thing and that's why i wanted to create like magic is real create a whole new world around it and and but also just go back to like making festival stuff and and having it for those those dance kids that that i feel like are kind of neglected on that side of because everyone switched to making i pop turned into dance music i guess mm-hmm. they both like kind of ate each other for a second and were like i don't know what is dance and what's pop now because like lean on really kicked that off it where changed everything yeah that that's every record now that's a pop record is somewhat of a, an amalgamation of that record like, and then with Latin music popping off hard like that just brings it even more that you know we're going to stay in that tempo for a long time is it a good thing or a bad thing? Because I feel like I can't. I can't really tell. Oh no! I. I mean, I love it. I. But I'm also a different person. Like if I was younger and I was 18 and I was only listening to dance music, I'd hate it. I'd be like, wow, no, f- that, f- 
punk music. Yeah, you know? sellouts. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what you think when you're you're younger and you like Against you want to keep your 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 dance music to yourself and like if anybody if some person starts getting big it's like it's that that thing that'll happen to, to certain kids i was I, and that's why i know that i was exactly like that when bands that i really like that were indie that started to blow up i'd be like they f- suck now bro <laughs> damn man ew you listen to them you don't listen to like the chippy chippy kawa band now they're like who's that You're like yeah exactly you don't know so why, you know, it's like that, that music elitism. So how do you balance it? I mean, this is, I feel like this is a perfect, one of the, there was another pop record that, that it just wasn't ready. It wasn't a pop record. It was a house record that like had a female vocal on it would be considered like, I guess, alternative house pop record that was supposed to be on it. So it was going to be two pop records in that. And that I think is just like a, a it's, it's fun for the the dance music fan to have all those. It's like, here's the stuff for so that the dance music kids can feel happy. And here's the other stuff that's like really fun pop music that I really enjoy rather than it, it you know, I feel like with a lot of people just putting out pop records, it just misses the dance fan a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like Maybe I'm the crazy one. I, I do understand genres of music, but I'm like this... I, again, I feel like I'm like one of the only people that I genuinely believe that like the pop music genre is should be a collection of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So like there should be dance records in there. Absolutely, the structure is what makes. But people pop get scared song. when they when they hear pop, they get like it yeah. just it has a connotation to get other kids scared if they're like, I only listen to indie. Well, not pop. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't listen to Taylor Swift. Total stereotype. Like, you can listen to Taylor Swift even if it's pop. Yeah. <laughs> there's good you're probably the thing that's funny too is that person is probably listening to them and being like it's a bop yeah yep. <laughs> it's a bop <laughs> but you can dress those formatics that make that song like but wait really great there, this is actually another good point though this reminds me of emo music i mm. used to listen to emo music back then i would listen to my chemical romance i would listen to like some 41 i wouldn't tell my friends because I'd get made fun of. Because at that certain time, it wasn't cool to listen to emo music. It was cool to listen to Kings of Leon or, like, The Islands or, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to think of, like, the other, like, The Shins. Like, those are the cool bands to listen to, or at least in my friend group. Yeah. You could, like, if you listen to emo music, your friends would just make fun of you. But now, since it's, pa- like, this always happens with with music. Like, I bet all those old house records, like, the Robin S record. I bet you that record was made fun of a long time ago. Sandstorm made fun of a long time ago. Now people listen to that. It's it, you have to get past a certain point where it's it's not cliche anymore, and it's just it's it's gone past the point of being labeled as anything because you have to label it in the now, and then when it goes, you don't have to because it's old. I understand that, and you can listen to it. It's weird, and it, like I don't know, like certain records, like even when I put out Money Sucks Friends Rule, I remember kids hating on me so much. So, so much. There was a record on there with um, with uh, Cam that I made. And a bunch of my fans got super pissed off at it because it was like a poppy house record. It's still one of my biggest records. And now kids will be like, oh, man, I love that old record. It's but like, in the moment they hated it. Yeah. Because it was, they didn't want to fall because for the label. Because it was brand new. It, yeah. And they always want you to go back to something else. And, then, and, I, and I remember a specific moment that I did that to one of the bands that I loved the most ever. And it was The Strokes. And it was that record that they put out that had the black cover with the red and silver lines. <laughs> they put that record out and I hated it. And then because I, I didn't want to hear new Strokes stuff like that. I wanted to hear like the old garage stuff. And then 
a month later, I couldn't put that record down. But that's just, I don't know. It happens when a, an artist gets older and, you know, you, you just, you always latch onto that old. There's always something. That's why, that's why the movie industry keeps doing reboots. Because that's what because they feel people Because people are always want. latching onto, like, the old times because people don't remember the shitty stuff that happened back then. <laughs> they only remember the good things. Yeah, which is those songs. Yeah. So, like, that, is it a struggle when you put new stuff out to stay inventive and fresh for yourself when you know that there's people out there who could be wanting something totally different or stuff that is old and dated to you? I think that that with what I just explained, I tried to, like, maneuver that really well. And that's why I made it, like, with two songs. Like, that's why, for me, this mixtape is fire did really well because it had a pop song masked as pop music that I love. I legitimately love pop music. Um, that the, like coming over is like a, that's a you know that's an indie pop record, and it's a guy wailing on a guitar talking about how he wants a girl to come over, you know. <laughs> so I think masked in there, it, it made it so that it wasn't just like here's a single you have to listen to this. It was that hey here's this here's this work, you can listen to all these songs that you want to. It'll satiate whatever you're looking for. And then hopefully you'll brand out to yeah. other things, which is hopefully whatever person was looking for a Mumatone record, Salsa Baton's that record for them. And then they go and listen to Barely Being. They're like, well, you know what? It's not my favorite record, but I like it because I got to listen to Salsa Baton and that's the record for me. Or DFR. Oh, this is this house record that I really wanted Dilla to make and that you know I can finally listen to. Oh, I can listen to Salsa Baton too. Oh, now I can find this pop record. This is actually cool. This whole thing's fun. So it... it, it it eases the listener into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give them what they want, exactly, and then they experience the new. Yeah, because I want to. I want to appease every single person. It's impossible to do. Yeah. It sucks. I feel really bad when I put out a record and some person's like, "Man, this." Like, it hurts. It sucks. Yeah, I don't want to see that. But that's just the. That's what happens. So, do you end up making mu- music just to satisfy you? I definitely always make music for myself. I'm never trying to make music for anybody else. It's more of just like. The project was made to be like, all right, cool. We're going to put this out in this certain way. I know that my dance music fans will have a way more fun time listening to this than me just putting out pop single after pop single after pop single. Like, I, I don't know. What is Go Off? Do you think that's a pop hit? Or is that just a I mean, TikTok fluke? The, 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 the vocal, when I heard it, it was just innocuous. Like, it's just such a good, like, it gets stuck in your head immediately. So... Um, I mean, definitely, I mean, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have chords in it, but it definitely is like, it's a poppy record because it's like, I don't know. I, it could be a pop record. But I could see people. Isn't that the crazy thing is that like we do live in a world where the definition of a pop record has totally changed. Yeah, it does. It, it has. I mean, going on a TikTok, it's crazy that TikTok can just like, TikTok is somewhat of like the radio influencer as well now. Totally. They're an A&R in their, their own way. But yeah. I think what we're going to need to figure out is like what is bull squash and what is legitimate growth, right? Yeah. Because I think as TikTok continues to sit there, people are going to figure out that system. Yeah. You know, labels are throwing millions of dollars on how to oh, yeah. grow they're from already, the inside. <laughs> they're already going in there. Oh, what do we need to do? <laughs> Since Lil Nas was in this studio months ago, yeah. they were working the back end of that and how to freaking push things out on timelines, and by the way, I don't know 100%, but I do believe that the legalities behind TikTok, like, it's not as restrictive as, like, a, a Twitter, right? Or an yeah. Instagram in terms of how you can manipulate the back end and algorithmic type shit. Yeah. It's a Chinese company. They have a whole different set of bylaws and rules and everything. Yep. So, 
I'm just being real, sitting here of like, <laughs> what is legitimate growth and yeah. deserves to skyrocket? And what is like some dude like in some office working like SEO and <laughs> hashtags on? But that's, I mean, that's what just happens with any social media that comes out at like, yeah. like Vine at the beginning was kind of like that too, where, um, and I know there's always the, this, the, um, the comparison and, and it really is Vine or TikTok is exactly like Vine now. Like I remember all the songs that blew up from Vine, uh, Tiptoe in my Jordans, <laughs> um, uh, what else? Uh, Turn Down for What blew up on there before it oh, even yeah. hit. And they, Spotify or anything. The, the drop, you would get yeah, it on every, the every, Yeah, <laughs> on the drop, someone would get messed up. Yeah. Someone would either, it was like some football recap or something like that. So I definitely think that it's like, you know, they're going to they're gonna figure out what it is on, on TikTok and then it's going to get, it's going to get, um, I think it's going to get oversaturated. It, it happens on every, like even on Instagram, you know, like there's dance videos that were happening for a long time where it was like, let's get an influencer to dance to the song and, and hopefully then it causes everyone to start dancing with whatever song they're going to dance to. Um, but I think it's just like a new thing will come out that'll be the new a Like, it I, it always happens. There's always some new random little A&R thing yeah. that is the, the, the next, like, non-label thing, but then the label goes in and is like, hey, <laughs> we're going to ruin this. Yeah, this is ours now. Yeah. <laughs> You're messing up our airspace, okay? This is mine now. <laughs> but by the way, like, it's somebody like, you, it's, but I love it. I love that TikTok is that ability right now. It's so amazing to see that. I really do think like, and I think to to answer your question, I think people people know the difference between like legit and not. legit and not. Yeah, like Lil Nas. I I was so stoked because I was on TikTok before and I saw that song so much and I was so happy when that like got back on the Billboard. It was like it was such a triumph for all of TikTok that uh, we're like, we did it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fight the power that be. <laughs> so um, and then give into the power that be. And then and then he made amazing records afterwards. Yeah. You know, like he proved That's everybody wild. wrong. It reminds me of Ray Shremmerd as well. Like they had that song No Type, and I remember mm-hmm. everyone saying that they weren't gonna do anything. I remember getting them on Get Low. Holy crap! Nobody remembers that I got them on Get Low because so many people made fun of me for getting them on Get Low. Because the internet put him in that light. Because dance fans get angry when any. If if there's a dance song that came out and then there's a there's a vocal that gets put on top of that, uh uh-uh. uh, don't you disrespect the dance fans like that? Very similar to classic rock fans. Yeah, the big rule on classic rock radio is to never talk over intros because people want to hear the entire thing. Yep. So you can't pollute the record. Exactly. There's a, there's the little little things for every single uh, genre. People want it's, it. Yeah. They want purity. I get it. Yeah. But exactly. I, well, it's but it's funny because some person like. Imagine saying to somebody, yo, Ray Schremer ruined Get Low. No, they didn't. <laughs> because the original record is a, is a touch away. How did you even get to this record? <laughs> Why are you listening to this? Go away! <laughs> but most of the mainstream America knows it with the Ray Schremer version of it. No one knows the Ray Schremer version. I don't, I don't think. It didn't, really, it didn't really travel that far because so many people were, like, pissed off about it. For, and I but think does the, that piss you off a little bit that, like, that energy held that song back from seeking its yeah, full potential it definitely was a bummer it, it it was really like it was i remember talking to my manager at the time and because my like i was reading all the comments on my instagram and i was like i showed it to him and i was like dude i think i gotta take this po-. like i'm like i i'm embarrassed right now i don't know why i'm embarrassed because i think this record's amazing but people are like really make i i don't think it was more than 95 percent of the or I, it was at least 95 percent of the people saying that it sucked 
They hated it. They hated these dudes. They hated me. Why would I do this to the record? It was it was oh, brutal crap. at that point. Yeah. Was, wow. It dude, it was really bizarre. And I actually I remember taking the post down and I remember my manager being like, dude, you can't have people dictate you thinking something is good. I was like, that's very true. Like, if I think something's good, I should I should stand behind it and yeah. I should have stood behind it. But the internet rallies, man, they dude. they it's tough. It makes you like it, it. It hits you in the core. Do you understand? First, obviously, a monumental moment because then you learn moving forward. Like, yeah, you're not going to let the internet dictate your art. No, you can't. But are you? Do you understand the internet more today than you you have in the past? I think so. I mean, it's an ever changing landscape, though, so maybe not. But by the way, like you being ahead on TikTok is exactly what somebody in your position should be doing. And that's what I think your biggest talent is, is understanding where people are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know where they're at today, but it's where they're going to be tomorrow. Yeah, but then there's also that phrase, I feel like Kanye said it, where it's like, if you're too ahead, it's like, it's actually bad. Okay, I love Kanye West, but I think uh, yeah, he yeah. thinks... Well, this was before everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because I, I, I'm a firm This believer. wasn't recent. <laughs> I believe that he believes that Never he's mind. just... You're right. Decades. And I can't. Well, that was one of my favorite because I always, I always remember that, and it reminds me of Diplo. Diplo's always like right at that perfect cusp. Tiesto too. Yeah, I, for a long time. And and, I, and and what I think is the, the the thing to to see from both of them is that they are extremely open with who they're talking to. They're always looking to younger kids. Yeah. That because they're they're always making fun, interesting, cool stuff. And um, Tiesto does the same thing. He's always in touch with like a lot of new producers and same with Diplo and that's that and I've always learned that from them like it's always just seeing what what's what the fun I mean and that's always it too like what's what's the fun thing that's happening Uh I always just want to have fun on the internet so when I found like I remember when when people were telling it's when people were telling me about TikTok uh and they were they were like they were saying that it wasn't the singing thing and I remember downloading it and being like oh yeah this is amazing because my feed started being like just funny stuff without it being like people like singing and yeah, no music doing whatever. Yeah, it wasn't musically universal so. content. Exactly. So, the internet and your music. I mean, it's all so deeply connected. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you do you believe in the radio anymore? Do we see? Do we seek radio out as a legitimate platform to um, share music? Yeah, of course. I think that that still is the sustaining, like factor if a song is a hit you still believe that yeah rock hard yeah cool of shit. course a lot of people i mean not a lot of, i think a lot of people do some people don't it's usually the people don't have it that don't believe it uh, they're wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's really how you can know like yeah. and and you know it has to do with the spins and, and all that stuff like I, i've seen songs that have blown up on spotify that a lot of people don't know there's there's uh there's just i don't know it's it's definitely still that the, the, the radio is, is the one that's dictating a hit. Yeah, but there should – does it hurt a little bit the same way, like, obviously the, the record with Ray Shermer didn't get to reach its full potential? There's songs that you love on Spotify that are great, could be hits, mm-hmm. but they never end up seeing as much light as they deserve. But those – I mean, like, I don't think everything needs to be a hit as well. Like, I think that, the, that you know, there's like a song for me, Not Butter, that's a hit for me. Because for me, going to my show and seeing the fans react to that song the way that they react. That's what matters. That's what matters, to me at least. Um, 
like and and I think for most artists that should be the same thing too. I don't think like I understand it's amazing to get a radio hit. Like a lot of people knowing your song, that's amazing. Who would have thought? You know, um, who would have thought a bunch of people would know "Get Low"? Get, that's my voice too. You know, who would have thought that people would know that song all around the world? That's an incredible thing. But I think like for me when I play at shows, like seeing that reaction to those certain songs, that's a hit. Like, and I think a lot of people that are making music they should do that as well. Like, you can have a hit and and it can not go over well at, at a show. Like. I remember I was talking to Matt and Kim, and they have um, that big sync record. What's, yeah, what is I it called? Ugh, I, I always forget the name. I know the instrumental right yes. out the gate. But they had to make a new version of that because when they play that, when they would play that original song live, their show is so hyped up, yeah. it would never actually like. It would be a come down. It would be a come down. So they had to make a new version of it. So it's it's funny talking about hits like that because they they work in a different space. Yeah, but low fits into your set. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was like. Thank God for Fast and the Furious putting that in the trailer. That's what really got that to be a hit for me. But by the way, those syncs matter. Oh yeah, I mean, Bun Up the Dance is another record that for me, live show wise, hit, and then it also got synced into like this Carnival commercial. Game changer. Amazing. Would you go on a cruise? I've been on a couple of them. I've been on a bunch of EDM cruises. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there has to be like an EDM they're, like they're dance fun, music man. cruise. They're definitely fun. A lot of uh, I mean, the only thing you can do is drink on them. So <laughs> be prepared for that. <laughs> That's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Have you uh, seen your streaming numbers go up since you joined the vlog squad? Um, but are are you an official member? I think I th- I would have to ask David. Should I call him? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me call David. <laughs> Hope this, he picks up. This is very exciting. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, Are you going to FaceTime him that, or phone call I hate him. that it, it, it goes to, for some reason, sometimes it, my FaceTime just goes to what? I don't want to call him on WhatsApp. <laughs> I want to FaceTime. Oh, there it is. You're a man of the world with WhatsApp. Let's see. David is he a FaceTimer, though. A what? He is a FaceTimer. He lo- yeah. David. Are you okay? Yeah. Hey, I, I'm doing a radio interview on, on Zach's show right now. Hi. They they asked if I was in the vlog squad. I just wanted to know uh, if I was. Hey, man, can you call me about this uh, privately? <laughs> 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 I need to talk to you. Perfect. That sounded like a nice no. I think that, I, no, I think that means the contract's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Oh, this Thanks, is exciting. David. I love you. Just remember, Dylan, just remember you have to send over 50% of all your earnings from all your songs ever. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll see you. All right, bye. Bye, David. <laughs> That's very special. Yeah, he's awesome. How did you meet him? Um, I met him through my friend Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Oh, the haircut guy. Yeah. Yeah. The haircut guy. He invited me over to get a haircut, and I don't want to go because I'm He's little... He's actually good at giving he, haircuts. I just feel like he'd f*** my hair on purpose. No, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He, he's good. Okay. He's legitimately good. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. He cut your he's hair? A great, yeah. He's great at it. Yeah, he's yeah, a he good barber. Good. It's okay. a barber, though. Okay, got it. You're going to get a barber cut. Oh. Um, But Mainly. Jeff was in one of my music videos with Party Favor, and I met him. A, so I met him a long time ago, and then... I I always thought he was really funny. He always did like really funny self-deprecating like workout videos <laughs> that just like same humor. So um, one time he posted a, a video of like him working out and I was like, dude, I want to work out with you. Like 
I actually did too. But he was he was doing like fake workout videos, but I thought they were real. <laughs> so like it was still it wasn't as self deprecating, but so like it confused me. But he was like he was working out with I think Jason at the time, and I was like, oh, I want to come work out. So he thought I was asking to be in a video. So then we ended up making a video of me working out and and uh, playing Coachella. But through that, Jeff was like, dude, you got to meet David. Like, you'd love hanging out with us. Like, you have the same humor as us, blah, 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 blah. So then I, met, I had met David a long time ago, briefly. So um, when I saw him again, I was like, hey, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I met you when you were dating Liza. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Oh, cool. And then just friends. He's just Yeah, he's just an easy person to hang out with and like. He's just constantly doing things, so Dude. just kind of trail around. Yeah, it's like always on. Always. His yeah, entire yeah. life. I, I like David a lot. I've seen him at concerts where he's not holding his camera and he has phantom candom, camera syndrome. Yes. Where his, his hand <laughs> sits where the camera would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And he starts getting anxious if there's he doesn't have a camera and it's not worthy to be filmed. Yeah. I, I respect his hustle. And oh, his me dedication too. is unrelenting. Oh. Everything, too. 24 on his own. 7. So he's like one of the best editors. Amazing. Yeah. It's really in the best four minutes and 20 seconds of my life. I know. Week. Sorry. Every time I watch him, it's it's so funny. I like just when the when it ends, I just I'm like, I'm smiling. Yeah. And I realize that I'm smiling. I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're really good, though. Like no, they're e- good. Each time I end up smiling the, the, the whole time. Do you want to be in the vlog squad more? Do you feel like you're not getting en- enough representation? I, I mean, it's it's tough. He'll like he'll hit me up uh, at like 6 p.m. or something when I'm coming home from the studio and be like, come over right now. <laughs> like, dude, I, I just finished working on a song where I just had to keep pressing pl- pause and play over to mix eh. something. Like, I don't really want to. And so that's, that's the tough energy. part because I do love... I love doing the videos and being in the videos and doing the videos with them, but it is a lot of energy. Like you got to, cause we don't know what we're filming ever. We're just kind of going around. There is like certain bits that we want to do. Like the latter bit that we did, like that day, that day I'd sadly gone over <laughs> when he told me to. And they were all like, we should do this ladder bit. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then we did it. <laughs> You're not as young as he once was. No, exactly. And it made me realize like, oh, I'm, I'm an old man. Jason, I give him a lot of credit. He keeps up. I, the hustle, that's, I'll tell him, actually, whenever he'll tell me to go somewhere, I'll be like, is Jason there? <laughs> okay, if, if Jason's he, there, I have to go. <laughs> if he can do it. If, if Jason's going, I ha- uh, come on. <laughs> and I'll always tell Jason, too. I'll be like, Jason, if you're there, I will swear I'll be there. <laughs> You're my you're my partner in crime. I love Jason that. He's so funny. I he is I'm so happy that like he is such really a gift. genuinely funny and like yeah, and just the hustle in him mm-hmm. makes me so happy that that he him and David found each other. They're match made in heaven. Yep. And I love I love him and his kids are f- cool. Yeah. Jason Ash, respect, bro. Respect. Magic is real. Magic did is the, real. Did the streaming numbers go up? That was a serious question. Um, I think on Get Low they like when cuz we did his birthday Thing. I think they definitely like peaked a, a couple like 50k or something like that. that. That's good, right? Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah, definitely. How does it feel being a part of the revival and revitalization of ABBA's Dancing Queen? Oh man, I love it. That, you've... I mean, I love that song. I was a big Mamma Mia fan when I was younger. <laughs> like, I love, I went and saw uh, Mamma Mia with my mom and her friend in, in like Broadway. <laughs> Awesome. I remember all those songs. I was just like, these are great records. Dude, well, I didn't say records at the time. Like, these are great songs. <laughs> <laughs> Can we listen to them again? <laughs> like the dun, 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 dun. 
Uh, it was just, yeah. So um, there's something about that music that always, yeah, it always is just like it, it reminds me of that that really fun time about going to that Broadway show with my mom. So, um, and it's just incredible to see it. You know, it just it's time. It still hits. Everyone sings it. But see, like records like that, are we creating those today? Um, yeah, man, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I love Lil Pump, and 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 he he definitely is like in his own. I, I I still think those records like are they're fun club records. But let me think, man. I like, I don't know. Is that Gautier record it too oh, too wow. far to talk about? Because I feel like when you hear that song, that's like a, a record. When it comes on, you're like, man, I love that record. Totally, someone I used that to one's know. timeless. Yeah. Um, definitely fewer, fewer and farther in between. Um, and how do you really know? Like, what's the test? Like, how how many? I feel like losing it will be a timeless record. Losing it by Fisher will be that record when, like, ten years down the line, when you hear that, I'm losing it. You're gonna be like, Oh yeah, I remember this one, baby. (laughs) Like, it's gonna be a wedding record for sure. That's when you know you have a timeless record if it turns into a wedding rec- You're record. You're right. When yeah. the wedding DJs dictate it. Yes. It Tonto is. jump on it. Timeless. <laughs> um, a little bit softer now. What's that record? Uh, uh, yeah. Jump. Shout. Shout. Yep. Yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, YMCA. Macarena. Do you think Bartender's a, a timeless record? Maybe that's only for me. <laughs> the, the, the bartender. bartender. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it kind of came into my mind for a wedding of like... Go to the bar. Ooh, playing bartender. Buy you a drink, T Pain. Buy you a drink. That's timeless. That hits. That's a f- get, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Little John. Oh yeah. Um, to the got low, to the low, yes, low, yeah. Low. Wait, no, that's that's a uh, Apple Bottom Jeans. That's a timeless record. Oh, yeah, you're right. That Apple, is timeless. Boots with the fur. Boots with the fur. With the fur. Thank you, Florida, for that record. Um, wait, the get low. Yes, um, but to the window. What, what, yeah. To no, the wait, is that the record? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? To the sweat drop okay, down yeah. them. To the ball, <laughs> make all them bitch crawl. What else? The whistle, the whisper song, <laughs> or, which is the funniest record that's timeless, yeah. actually. Because the vo- imagine going into the studio and being like, "Guys, I got it. <laughs> it's a song about waiting until you see my penis, <laughs> and we're gonna whisper it the whole song." I mean. <laughs> You know what? It's gonna be big. I think I got a beat for that. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if that beat was just sitting there. They crafted from an original nothing. Like, I've had it for for years now. And I was just waiting, I've been for, the waiting right for the right vocal, and I always knew it needed whispers. I wish there was like a re. I feel like Chappelle's show should come back and just do <sighs> like songs that are like that remade. Your lips because it would be ears. so funny to see that in the studio. Totally. Oh, he should obviously the Netflix special was it was good. Yeah, but I would love to see that show come back. I would love I would love that show to come back. When you look at your list of goals, music obviously on it, but like TV and animated series, like sketch comedy show, like do you want to tackle those types of things or are those types to. of things dead? Uh, the sketch comedy is tough though. Um, I've always wanted to do a sketch comedy show. I've always wanted to do my own version of Kids in the Hall or oh. SNL or Mad TV or you know all those. Um, Where is it? They don't well, exist They don't today. exist anymore. Yeah. Like, think about it. It's so... And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, where, like, Key and Peele, when it was on, nobody cared. Yeah. When it left, Everybody everyone cared. cared. Brooklyn right. Nine-Nine was about to leave, and everyone was like, <laughs> no! They were about to leave because no one cared. And now they care. No one realizes that. 
It's so weird. But yeah, like Amy Schumer's show, that doesn't that, that that was a sketch comedy show that's not on there anymore. The um the one with uh what's his name? He does he does Big Mouth now on um Oh, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, he had a show on Comedy Central yeah. that was a sketch show. Oh, that was so a lot good. Of, yeah. Publicity. That one was amazing. And all those sketch shows they work for like I don't know, I don't know actually cuz I don't know the numbers behind them, but I feel like they always kind of fail because that whenever you go to any place and you're like I want to do a sketch show, they're like we're not buying sketch shows. Yeah. We're not buying a sketch show. Sketch shows don't work. Well, they're expensive. They're expensive, and, yeah. But also the gauge of success is different. So the, the conversation I've had a couple times with people is like the way we try to – the way those shows exist today are different than before, mm-hmm. right? So like Shane Dawson changes the way a documentary is put out into the world. Mm-hmm. David Dobrik changed some sector of comedy. I could go as far as saying parts of that is a combination of reality and sketch comedy. Yeah. Without the crazy costumes, depending on the day, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a different version, palatable to an entirely new generation. Absolutely, no, that is nail on the head. That just shows you how much that, like, YouTube really is the the area for being. Like, if you want to do sketch comedy, you can do it on YouTube, and then once you find the cadence for it to work, like, I feel like I've been hanging out with these guys, Charlie's and Trevor Wallace. They, they I do love. A lot of, tr- they do a lot of those videos. They so good they're AirPods. Doing, they're doing yeah. Love Trevor, but so I think like that's showing you those are sketch comedy segments. Totally, but they're just one thing in the bite sized form for kids to go watch, and it's completely different. It's not you know it, that that I think is actually what sketch comedy is now. But it's not sketch yeah. comedy because it's just one video. You do it once a month or once a week. Yeah, you upload a new video. So. It is definitely that the it kind of like is what happened with streaming where you don't buy music anymore, you stream it. Singles. So I think that's it's just what the internet does to things now, or just you know any new form of technology like the TV messed up how Broadway was consumed. You <laughs> you're, know, you're right. Broadway is just those a thing that you may go to now <laughs> in New York when you're lucky. That's usually the only place. Or LA at the is it the Pantages? Yeah, look, you, yeah, look at you, a theater buff. Yeah. You go, you go and see Mamma Mia once with your mom and her friends. You know, shout out to those people though, like because it's 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 very fulfilling. Oh, also, like Jordan Fisher, he's he acts and and but his favorite thing to do is to go on to, and do Broadway. Bro, eight shows a week. Broadway throughout history has crafted some of the greatest performers our mm-hmm. world will ever know. To get up there and to do two shows in a day, to understand that anything you do or say up there, there are no mistakes, there are no take twos. Uh-uh. I've. I've been blessed to talk to a lot of people, the most experienced live performers, both television, movie, whatever it is, they come from Broadway. Yeah. Hands down. It's true. I mean, there's no f***ing tracks. Didn't Steve Carell come from Broadway, I believe? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if there's a... Maybe. Give that a I'm pretty sure he came from Broadway. But there's a lot... A lot of people have. There's a lot of people that were, like, randomly doing that and then switched into... Dude, into TV. Th- the first example in my head is like Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, thirteen the musical. Wasn't Zac Efron on Broadway no. as well? He didn't sing. Did you know that? Well, maybe as a young child, Nick Jonas was on Broadway too. Oh wow, as a baby. Did you know as that, a baby? Yeah. 
<laughs> they wheeled him out straight from the womb onto a Broadway stage. I don't, I don't know why I was just thinking about babies singing. Just, Sorry. <laughs> I was like, baby Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas' current head on a tiny body. <laughs> but maybe still with big arms. Yes. <laughs> so full head, full arms, tiny body. Absolutely. That's the Nick Jonas I, I picture now. Did he come from? No. I can't find anything. I typed in Broadway, so I could just not. Steve Carell Broadway? That's what I looked uh, up. I was wrong. I'm sorry. No, but, but he might have come from Second City in Chicago. Second City in Chicago, so stage performances. I just think there's something about Broadway. There's something about There's something stage. about performing on stage in front of people that causes you to have that ability to, it, it's almost like rapping. Like if you're able to freestyle rap. And keep going. That's the same thing with comedy, and that has the same thing to do with that live performance. You're you're always grasping to some weird thing in your brain to make sure that you have something to say that makes sense. And that will either be funny or... Keep it moving forward. Keep it moving forward. Improv. Exactly. Improv. Steve Carell was in Chicago and Stephen Colbert was his understudy. Oh, wow. Learn something new every day from the internet. <laughs> Magic is real. Magic is real. <laughs> Truth. Last, Told you. <laughs> last two records come in the 15th. Yeah, the 15th. So by the time this is out into the world, yes. listen to them. Go listen to them. Link going to be in the description. Um, what are you thinking? Can I just say something great? Yeah. Before you came in, Zach was like, Dan, take lead on this. You know, me and Dylan, you know, we have very similar humor. Uh-huh. And I haven't got to say a damn word. It. You really did it. I'm sitting yeah. here. I know it's been an hour because I have to piss my pants. <laughs> and I know that's when it gets that hour. Zach, yeah, Zach, Zach said, and I just, I don't know. I could talk to Zach all day. Well, that's the thing. Zach I likes mean, to talk. Too, so. Yeah, I mean, you and me could talk for a long time. Definitely. Clearly, it's really working out for us. But, but seriously, every time I come in here, it's like the most easy, fun. I like, I love talking about the things we talk about because it's, it's stuff I'm always thinking of. But it makes me happy because I really enjoy talking to you because you do everything. I think it's very <laughs> rare that you find somebody who could do everything and, and keep them all these plates spinning at a consistent speed while still being ahead of what's happening. But you see here what happened. I well say done. one word and he just takes it and just starts talking again. <laughs> yeah, we just took it back. That's exactly what happened. This is called improv, okay? <laughs> I grasped to something. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Daniel, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> Good to see you, Dylan. Good to see you. <laughs> you know, it's always yeah. a pleasure. It's always. You make us so happy. <laughs> Good. By the way, are we still totally going to like just brush off the fact that we had a guest appearance from the David Dobrik? I feel like we shouldn't give him any more glory. We're done. He he he's just one people's choice. His ego's it's probably through the roof. Through the roof right now. I can only imagine. Yeah, if I go to his house, he's just going to beat me with the 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 people's choice poll. That <laughs> a head so large it's coming out of his Tesla. Wow. No, he he's get the best. He's definitely like the most level-headed person. What were we gonna say? I was gonna say get we didn't get in. to talk about no nut November, which we're in the middle oh, of. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about no shave November. You got that porn stash going so I got, on. Yeah, I got the Movember going oh, on. Um, no nut November. Uh, I what, what posted that? a video. You don't know what nut, no nut November You're not is. A lot of nut. We, we, no, you nut. can't eat nuts. No, yes. no, no. Oh my god. You, Are you serious? <laughs> What is No Nut November? Are we going nutless? <laughs> no, just talk this one out for yourself. I love this. I love it. No Nut November. Yes. Don't think about it. So, don't think about it as nuts. Think about it as... Like donuts? Like no, no. nut? No. <laughs> no nut. Nut. No. No nut. I don't... Uh, can Nona. Somebody... No. Don't... You so, can think about Nona to not nut. Oh, my God. So you're not having sex. Oh, you're not jerking it. <laughs> But I posted a video that I failed, and it was the future me that came to to see me <laughs> and tell me that if I didn't do the deed, men would be able to time travel 
the government would somewhat be um, dismantled, but that Gerald would be president. Rightfully so. But that's why I decided that I had to do the deed because Gerald can't be president. Hmm. So Wow. That's saying something. Yeah. Because <laughs> where we're at right now in politics is something else. I'd much rather have a pinata. Oh, any day. <laughs> any day. But it must, I mean, it's good to know that you're not the master of your own domain. You gave in. I understand. I get it. Dude, I probably couldn't go a day. Anyway. Yeah. How long did you last? Oh, no, I was doing it as a joke. Oh, so you didn't I really... didn't last one day. Come on. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's why we made the video. Uh- November 1st came around and I was like, I'm sorry, soldiers. <laughs> I have not, I've let you down. Stay strong. <laughs> but you're, you're going to keep to this no, no, no shave November? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this for sure. This, this is for a good cause. Want to shave you know. the beard, just keep the mustache. Uh, oh, well. Are you going to do it all? This is going to grow back in and then November is going to be over. So I'll be back to like having, a, having my beard back in. I do miss my beard. You have thick beard? Like, do you like? Yeah. Have you ever had like a thick, thick beard? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You usually do, but like, it, it, it doesn't one time get I long. Had, like, a really long one. Yeah. How long ago? Um, three years ago. Yeah. Maybe four years ago. I didn't really know you when it was like. Yeah. That that it. time when I look back at pictures and I'm like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep it like a little bit kempt. No, this is nice. A little bit well kempt. Yeah. It's not, it's not like baby boy. Exactly. It's like like right here. Cool I, man. I like this. I like the the scruff and the the mm-hmm. mustache. Looks good. Thanks. Dan approved. Yeah, look, makes your jaw. First of all, stop that. Second of all, jawline y- check. Yeah, 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 yeah. The jawline looks good from this angle. Good. You're Thank full you. throttle influencer now. If you don't show full, off your jawline, full throttle TikTok influencer. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I got all the jawline all day. I, I, I love it, man. It's it's. Do you do you ever get sucked into it like really and then forget that you're watching it? I, yeah, like, I just scroll for hours and then like I, I don't. I'm like, what am I watching? That algorithm, I have it gets never. You seen such a good algorithm props to the chinese government or whatever they're doing because i legitimately 30 minutes will fly by and i will be like yeah, like you go. i'll almost have like an out-of-body experience where i'm just watching tiktoks and then i'll come to and be like i just watched that for 30 minutes i legitimately just flipped through my phone and didn't nothing you like i got texts coming in done i don't care <laughs> Jawline check. <laughs> TikTok hole. <laughs> Big Frida on uh, this project, too. Yes. It deserves everybody's ear. Big Frida's dope. She's inc- If you haven't seen her live, holy crap. Mind-blowing? Mind-blowing. We played a show in Paris around 2013. No, 2014 or something like that. Wow. Like, just the most amount of energy, dancing, and on the mic the whole time. These people don't speak English. And they love it. And she, yeah, just because, like, she is that type of person that if, it it reminds me of this this guy, Lunas, like, one of my favorite DJs as well. When they got on stage, no, they don't care if anyone's there or if 10,000 people are there. They're going to do exactly what they're going to do for those people. And they're going to do it their way. And they're going to like it. You can see the intensity when she goes on. And same with Lunas. Lunas isn't as, like, intense but he just dances like he's so in his own music that he dances and he's a good dancer that everyone's just like you'll just everyone will start being like what the f-? it's intoxic yeah like, it's intoxicating. intoxicating that's exactly what big frida is when i saw her live i was like this is one of the best shows i've seen just because you're you're in you're in a you're in the tunnel of big frida and nothing else is there that's a, by the way that's a true talent absolutely to make i can't even do that like that's <laughs> <laughs> But do you feel sometimes like, I can, but I mean, not as like she, what do you have to do? The, like, like, so on she's fire? just great on the mic. 
Yeah. Like Diplo, I think is one of the one of those dudes. He's he's like he's like sixty forty on the mic. Some, sometimes I've I've heard some shows where it's like he's definitely not having the best day of like what he was thinking to say. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, I, actually, no, I'll give him more than that. I'll give him eighty, eighty twenty. He's eighty percent like amazing on the mic, and when he's amazing, he's amazing. Like the things that he says, it just like gets the the people to really go. Like he's the one that does the you know over the head with their shirts and all that mm. and. But uh, but it's it's tough. It's tough to get up there and pretend that that nobody's watching and that you're going to get every single person behind you. Well, because like at the end of the day, like you have these records and the playlist you've set. You have your body. Yeah, you have your voice, but you don't want to talk too too much exactly. because then it distracts. It's a hard art to really yeah. master. You ever you, get up there and just think like, what the hell did I just do? Oh yeah, I mean, there's been certain times where I've literally said gibberish. Like <laughs> I, in my head, I was like about to say like I really. Uh, I, I don't even know what I was gonna say, but that's what happens. Like literally, I was like, "Someone come in!" Oh my god! I hope no one. Well, no one understood that, so nothing bad. Maybe they thought that I just spoke Spanish or something. Like, dude, there's been certain times where, like, it, yeah, it'll throw me off too because I'll be like, "Oh my god, did everyone hear that?" <laughs> there's like a hundred thousand people out there. Yeah. You're like, does everybody know that I just said nothing? <laughs> The answer is yes. yes. <laughs> they all were probably like, yo, what? <laughs> Did anyone understand that? Did you catch that? Am I supposed to take my socks off now? <laughs> Just an audience of people with socks yeah. on their hands. That's what you said. <laughs> like, no, I said gibberish. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Magic. certain is, times like that. Magic is real. Magic is real. Magic existed in this studio today, and I appreciate you Did. for bringing it. Am I allowed to ask one more question? Yeah, of is course. That, Zach, is that okay? Don't, don't patronize me and ask for permission. What, how did you, like, we talked about the artist, but, like, how did you think of this? Like, like I know what I need my cover to be. A unicorn um, farting. So, yeah, so it's, it's that's right. how Gerald's born, was through a unicorn fart. Oh, my God. Uh, so this is the birth of your pinata. This is the birth of Gerald in, in, in cartoon form. This wow. is remarkable. Not going to be in the 20th show. <laughs> just for me. But it was just, like, I had seen the unicorn on his Instagram uh, this guy Ian Stevenson, incredible. Uh, he just he, all his drawings are like really fun and really funny. Um, my friends from Pizza Slime showed me him, and there was a unicorn drawing. The original ideas that I had, because we were gonna when we were doing singles, single after single, um, the idea that I really wanted to do was I wanted to make it kind of like the old Playboy slash Mad TV covers slash the the Playboy part would be like the jokes that were in the Playboy magazines back then. Um, where it would be like weird, you just see one image and it's like the humor of that would be, so let's just say for body, one of the ideas I had was that it would be some old woman with really saggy boobs, <laughs> uh, like moles, you know, hair, and she just and she's saying to whoever the person is, my body is a wonderland, but at her crotch, it's like glowing gold. <laughs> so you're kind of like, well, glowing gold down there. And I got to get in. I got to get in. Yeah. So that was going to be the, the what I wanted the cover for body to be, which is like showing magic is real. And then the first one for nothing to it, but to do it was going to be that, you know, it was a it was going to be like a, a magician's assistant in a straight jacket. And the magician is saying to him, it's nothing. There's nothing to it, but to do it. And then there was a there's going to be a tank below him with sharks and you would have to escape that. So it was going to uh -huh. be kind of like. This like weird, that. like, and then we were going to make, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, post-it stamps. I guess nobody uses mail, but, you know, it would have been cool. <laughs> but we made a vinyl <laughs> of the unicorn. <laughs> so, 
Well, this worked. It, it was, it was so, like, I had the idea as we were really starting to get to, like, we need art. Yeah. So it was just going to take way too long, and we didn't know if the right thing for the artist. So that's when I picked the unicorn and said, hey, draw the rainbow. He drew the rainbow. I thought it looked really cool, and that's when I was like, oh, the rainbow looks like Gerald. Let's add the eye to the middle of that. We added the eye to the middle. Like he's in there. Yeah. And then that's when we were like, do we want to have the name on there or not? And I feel like it's better as like a piece of art rather than and like who really looks at covers anymore. Like if you're going to buy the vinyl, you're buying it because you're going to probably keep it in the case and it'll be art for you to put on the wall or something. So then that's where we're like, let's not put magic is real on there. It's just like it's a cool piece. (laughs) I need this in my house. (laughs) I'll, we'll get you one. We'll Thank definitely get you one. Y- you know what? I want it in my house. I want it in my studio. Why not? You should get I'm this tattooed to. on you. I don't have enough room anymore. Oh. You, everything's covered? I, well, I don't want to do this leg. I could do this leg. Which, why, why, why are you anti that leg? Because then I'll literally be full of tattoos. <laughs> And my mom will be so bummed. <laughs> oh, so, you're, so your left leg is for your mom? Yeah, and I also got mama's boy tattooed here, so she would be, like, fine with the rest of my tattoos. But, yeah, I feel bad. Like, I can definitely see that sometimes she's like, I miss your beautiful skin. <laughs> left legs for mom. Yeah, left legs for mom. That's an album title right there. <laughs> left legs for mom. But, yeah, left legs for mom. <laughs> Final thought, Daniel? Oh, no. Oh, actually. Yeah. You look good I in that saw- Thank you. My friend, my my good friend Dylan gave it to me. Yeah. I saw that you went on a little Twitter unfollowing spree and we made the cut. Mm. You didn't unfollow us. Did you notice that? Wait, that's know- a huge deal. And then I refollowed. You refollowed. Okay, yeah. cool. We made the cut. I appreciate that. So that was a horrible decision. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people got angry. I did at you. it. Yeah. The, a lot of people got angry and I did it as like a promo to this music video that I did with Jimmy Tatro and Tatro. I don't know how to say his last you name. You are so cool. Jimmy Tatro. He's Jimmy Tatro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we did this, this joke. Uh, um, darts video and we made this fake uh, account called PDSPN which is the um, (laughs) professional darts I don't remember what the thing is professional darts association uh, there was no A in that anyway (laughs) someone will know it Um, (laughs) so uh, we made the the account for that and then I I made it so that I was only following that account and then Jimmy and Anna makes sense and I did that on Instagram too and the funniest thing too for Instagram is that Little did I know, if you go on an unfollowing spree on Instagram and only follow a couple accounts, it'll actually affect the whole way your Instagram works and how the algorithm sends things out to people. So we hit up Instagram after we were like promoting it. It was like, like, I think after like 10 hours, I only had like 5,000 views, which for that is super low for like promoting a music video and having just like a very easy, clean five second clip. And our friend over at Instagram was like, yeah, it's because you unfollowed everybody. Instagram thinks that your account's probably, like, hacked or going haywire, so it's not it's pushing, not pushing to anybody. So, like, <laughs> I was like, holy f***, <laughs> this was a bad idea. <laughs> I had to sit there all day and refollow everybody. <laughs> Instagram, or, I mean, for Twitter, I don't uh, think it was the same, but it was different. also just a bad idea because people were like, oh, it's like that? And I'd be like, no, I was promoting this video. Still to this day, I think a couple people I haven't uh, followed back, and they've been like, you unfollowed me, man. Head. I'm like, no, I swear I was promoting this music video. It didn't go to plan, so joke's on me now. <laughs> <laughs> I, at least you did the unfollow with good intentions. Yeah, it wasn't that I wanted to unfollow everybody and was, like, disconnected uh, from 
We've been from, cutting some follow people that like follow sprees that were done in like with with malintent. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hate everyone, dude. And and I I've I've been cut from people's Instagram <laughs> feeds. Give me a minute. It's the truth. It's my day. I'm gonna accept my truth. Don't worry. I'm here for you guys. Thank you, Dylan, for keeping us in mind and supporting <laughs> us nonstop. It is the respect, appreciation, support is mutual. I love you guys. No more thoughts from you. No, I'm just going to go make a TikTok now. I'm inspired. Okay. There you go. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> I've been begging him for a week and a half. Dylan Fritz. Make it count. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, guys. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.